Well, welcome back to part two of our centenary edition of Marketing Meanders with Sally and Sam. And we're looking back, reflecting at what we discovered over the last hundred episodes and uh, what we hope to discover in the next hundred episodes with various themes and topics which we return to and various interviewees who we have worked with over the last couple of years. And well, please carry on listening and enjoy. I was thinking in the car on the way over here about an idea of I was thinking about my own my own abilities and, and areas where I'm, I have weaknesses. So um, I'm certainly I think I'm I'm probably on the spectrum of things a bit more creative and a little less organised. I would say I'm, I'm definitely like that. But in order f- for me to work well within a team, for example, if I could handpick a team to deliver a project, I'd probably make sure I've got someone who's really organised. Oh yeah. And then I'm perhaps more creative than yep. someone else who's who's good at you know budgets in particular. You know, actually putting a team together. That's why. It's so important with your recruitment, isn't it, to make sure you've got the team that complements each other well, um, but also that there's enough communication so you're able to cover each other when, you know, because there are times when people are, you know, I mean, what we've seen with COVID, there's there's disruptions, there's there's things that happen which are, you, you, you're not aware it's going to take place and yep. you need to be able to cover for things. But again, it all comes down to, you know, people in the right place, but being open and understanding yeah, that's each other. that's right. And you might, some people might be doing something that, not only are they not terribly good at, but they really hate doing it. Whereas somebody else might be going, some their skills might be complementary beautifully. So why don't you talk to the teams about, why don't you give that to that person? And that person can give some of the things they don't like to you. So let the things, let the act, activity flow. Don't feel that everybody, you're a marketing executive and this you, you have got to do this. You're all a marketing executive A or marketing executive B. You're all different. Mm. And don't feel you've all got to behave in exactly the same way. That's, you know, it would be like having a football team where absolutely everybody was a striker. I mean, really, it would you'd lose very, very quickly. Yes, and and that's really the evolution, isn't it? From like the under under fives or the under sevens to the to the under fifteens, who's you know everyone want, everyone cl- goes together in a group, don't they? Because we all want yep. to score. And then they turn into uh, okay, we we've got a functioning unit here. We know who who does what, who plays which part, which role. But uh, it, it, and that's interesting, I think, isn't it? About um, you know what what we've seen as, as managing teams and what we see from going into other businesses, because that's one of the things as a freelancer. I think sometimes you get to hear a lot of the a lot of the um, I say gripes, not necessarily always gripes, but just feedback and, and people can confide in you from different <laughs> yes. uh, levels and positions. Mm. And and I think that's one of the things that particularly like on, on the podcast enables you to bring out those stories from yeah. people and that understanding of, well, what, why is it that, that that was an issue and why did that problem start? You know, why did was there a breakdown in communication or, as you say, somebody left the team? Perhaps you have a very high turnover and then you find out that everyone's doing the stuff they don't really want to be doing, as you say, or they, they may be quite good at, but they've not had the ability to stretch themselves. And and I think actually that reflects sort of more the modern workplace. Again, I don't know, keep coming back to like, you know, me newly graduated people or newly qualified people or apprentices coming into a business. Um, I'm working with someone who's sort of at the beginning of their career now. And it, and it's, you, you look at them, you think, well, I want to sort of do everything I can to help you flourish in whichever direction you want to go in. And I think there is that general trend we've seen even in the last two or three years, you know, with with, with COVID again, the pandemic and people having flexible working and, you know, teams have changed quite a lot, um, I think, just very recently. And, you know, managers and people out there who are, you know, building teams or maintaining teams, you have to be very aware of that, don't you? And, and, yeah. and how to... Again, I mean, I think it all comes back to this, the human aspect as I... Completely. No, you talk about it a lot and it's incredibly vital. And I mean, I think some some of the things which break that human 
bit is because sometimes you arrive at your first office and you arrive first day, how exciting, and you're given 92 systems to get the hang of. Here's your 22 logins, and you've got to do a different password for all of them. None of them work together, and really you have a go. So it's very, very common that you don't get trained properly. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of sit thinking, oh, well, I'll just press a few buttons, see what happens. This is particularly true of CRMs. Oh, gosh, yes. People will say, here's your CRM. Mm. Yeah, this is exactly it. And, and that that is one of the, I mean, again, we've talked about this a lot. I yeah. think that's something I still keep, keep on seeing, you know, when uh, someone wants a new website, for example, and the, you know, the, the content management system, the, the CMS yeah. they're looking at. I was, I was talking to somebody who uh, was involved in this project, so it was, was going to be one of the main people who was editing the website in the future, but they, they were self-confessed, I'm not terribly technical, I'm not really, you know, into this stuff, but I, I have this in my role and I need to do it well. So we were looking at, um, you know, uh, these CMSs and thinking, well, you know, does it, is it good for GDPR and this and that and that and accessibility and lots of other concerns. But then at the end of the day, you say, well, the thing is we need a person to go in there and do the work on it day by day and actually make sure that it works and that they can do it in a, you know, a timely fashion. And you come back to that again. I mean, of course, whether that's training, whether that's, you know, getting them involved early in the process to to guide your decision making, that's probably pretty much the biggest consideration as you say like with CRM as well we've, we've both been involved in projects where there's been an all bells all whistles oh, amazing CRM tremendous and knew everything yes the potential is massive isn't it and then yeah. but then the people the biggest the biggest issue you've got and and the most important factor is again the people utilizing it and so yeah. you know you'll, you've done all the build and get it in place and all the technical stuff's done you think great it's, that's it and we'll have two two days or maybe half a day of just introducing it to people and then off we go and then that's it. And there's no actual follow-up to say, but what are the things that you actually, the stumbling blocks you have and and the understanding you need to actually use this thing because you're a human being using it at the end of the day. And so often that still still happens, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've worked in one corporate where they had this very, as you you say, WYSIWYG, wonderful, wonderful CRM system that could run everything wonderful reports. It was absolutely tremendous. But nobody had trained anyone how to write a report. So given that we have to worry about GDPR, the only way this two people knew how to run reports was to download all the data into a spreadsheet and run the report from a spreadsheet. And you think, hmm, this is wrong, eh? So you've now got all this quite sensitive data sitting in a spreadsheet on yeah. somebody's laptop. How has this happened? Yeah, exactly. It's like buying a brand new Lamborghini or something. They're not having enough petrol to put in it, or, or yeah. you don't. You can't actually get. You don't know how to. You don't have to put the petrol in, so you end up sort of pushing yep. it. Or perhaps it'd be electric. <laughs> these days, of course, yes. wouldn't be petrol, maybe. But, uh, but yeah, exactly. That's the thing, isn't yep. it? And again, it just quite often. I think it speaks to that whole thing of, you know, the technological revolution which we're, we're going on through now. You know, is this this understanding of great, I've got these systems, but can I actually make them work? And then, again, I don't know. I mean, as we've been talking, meandering along through this this reflection of 100 episodes, there's that connection between, um, I don't know, just the general, I'm getting a strong sense of the generations of, of marketers in particular, in particular coming through. And, and I think that there's an interesting um, point now where you're trying to get people to, maybe this, who knows, maybe this podcast helps us in a way, understand both sides and, and try and link it a bit in the middle. So the whole, the kind of, you know, there's, there's a lot to be learned from having created a catalogue uh, and gone to the printers and done that for your audience and done things in a more, what might be seems an old fashioned way these days with 
the great new skills coming in of digital natives who who are you know just amazing at applying coming up with these ideas and a classic example might be where you know you've got a more um uh, I, I shall i term it experienced marketer i suppose rather than a an old, an old marketer an experienced marketer a slightly more um, venerable marketer that's better isn't it uh, a venerable marketer and, a, and a, new, a new marketer apprentice coming in and the venerable one says you know well i i got a good insight about you know this is what people need because i've done some old-fashioned mark primary market research about how we need to talk to these people and the, but oh, how could we how could we do this in a cost-effective way and then the new person comes in and says oh we well, you know what you can actually do a bespoke tailored campaign utilizing this channel to do to deliver that very thing and this is how we could get them to you know generate a lead for example on on this new app this is what we could do there we, and then they have a solution and then the other guys have the insight so insights and solutions coming together perhaps so maybe that's too grand but i i think there are maybe those opportunities i don't think that is too grand and i think that's it. i mean to be honest that's i learned a lot from my manager who was actually you know when i was doing it design wasn't you, you didn't have to cut pieces of paper up and de- glue them onto pieces of paper to get them to films into print it's really old-fashioned cow gum anyone out there that can remember cow gum that really does age you um and i have used cow gum obviously because i am decrepit but um you would nobody would ever think now that actually the way they used to make catalogs was literally you'd print it out get cut it up with scissors and stick it onto a board which was then printed by the printers no it really was old-fashioned it was no digital nothing and people forget that and whereas however i will have learned from my manager for whom that was you know second nature um how to get the how to get things to look correct mm. how important it is to make sure that things line up properly that your kerning is correct and your line spacing is correct and that's just as important digitally as it is print wise mm. to make sure that things look nice so i think there are some skills and qualities that go all the way through and it's important that your audience can read it it's all very well it could, you know we all want ding bats isn't that exciting but nobody has the faintest idea what that says or doing things in funny exotic fonts mm. really no we yeah. don't we don't like exotic fonts nobody can bloody read them yeah. and really it kind of points makes the whole thing pointless so the actual these kind of fundamentals of marketing are always there think about the audience make sure you're telling them the right thing at the right time mm, exactly i mean it almost is like these are things we could do this is what we should do though and and you have to sort of it's the fundamentals as you say about proving we should do this because our you know research into this audience this segment says that this is typically what they're going to respond to and this is the persona we have and we've done the we continuing to do the research and the best practice to make sure that we understand who they are and we've actually got live data to say this is what they are doing you know so not what we want them to do they are doing this and therefore we're going to respond and work in a certain way we can try new things but we're going to test it and justify it and work out if we've got the right money in the budget so it's again it's sort of it's it's lining up all those um those elements isn't it really as you say those fundamentals um and then getting them to work in it in a pragmatic sort of realistic sense i think that's kind of I hope what we kind of come back to most of the time, um, rather than you sort of, uh, you know, throwing out, hey, just have a go. Well, we say, we said at the top, though, you can have a go at things, but I mean, it's then, it's the understanding about 
looking into it and trying to understand is it is it working against an objective the whole planning elements of of things and understanding that they are operating the way you would expect them to and one of the first things when we first started doing this was we wanted to talk about making the theory real because mm. you can there are lots of books out there and lots of students now when i was young nobody did marketing as a degree that was completely unheard of um we were all studied doing latin or something but um but now there's a lot of theory out there and it's very easy to think, oh, well, I've read the book. I know how to do it. Mm, well, you do sort of. Mm. You almost know how to do it. You've never done it. Then bump into some of the things that make it not quite as straightforward as you thought it might be. And we're very keen to make that. We want, one of the things we wanted to talk about was making the theory real. And sort of the, the crux of it really there. I mean, it is that we, we sort of said marketing at the coal face, didn't we, really? There's this whole idea of all these great ideas of what you could do. I mean, because actually, if you do listen to, if you've consumed a lot of content about marketing out there on, on, on the internet, then there's a huge amount of, or every time you go to a conference, I think I always use this thing, if you go to a conference, you see these amazing presentations, they say, we did this campaign and we utilised this, 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 and this, and it was all wonderful and marvellous and perfect. And then you think, oh my goodness, again, coming back to the sort of... Yes, I'm you know, failing. Yeah, inferiority complex really thinking oh well i've got to we've got to be able to do these in this perfect perfect way but then there is the real life isn't there again you take the theory and then you start to apply it and you work out well that's all great like the crm example actually that looks marvelous on paper or on the screen yeah. but when it comes down to real life you know so and so got a cold that day or had to take their child to pick the child up from school early yeah. and they missed that training session so what have we done to make sure that they actually, you know, get covered in, in what they need to do and what am I doing as a manager? And just all that, again, yeah. oh, I know, banging on, the, the human aspects of it, you know, the stuff that you do encounter on a day-to-day. And, and I think part of that is almost um, saying it's okay. You know, life is messy. Um, marketing is messy. Marketing can be chaotic. Yep. Obviously, you want to plan and do the right things and make sure you've got that central, um, you know, plan and focus and budget and, and so on and so forth to, to keep you moving in the right direction. But it does get messy and, and it's all right. Um, and it happens to all of us yeah, as well. Exactly. We've all made mistakes. And, mm. and it's actually making mistakes is kind of important. A, you notice that the world doesn't end and the sky doesn't fall in and you don't immediately lose your job. And you never know, you might have learned something. In fact, you almost you will have learned something. Other people around you might have learned something. It might, they might have learned that actually possibly you need a bit more support or the system doesn't work or, oh my goodness me, we forgot to train how to do that properly. So it's really important to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to kind of have a go just because you think you might get it wrong. I mean, the other thing that I think that is beginning to happen now is that because marketing is becoming more technical, and not everyone can do everything, um, you're running into people's work time balances. So if this happens a lot. So I'm, I'm going to do a marvellous campaign and I now need a landing page on the website to do that. So anyway, I need a landing page. Can I have a landing page tomorrow? Because the campaign's going live the day after. Oh, no. So the, the team that looks after the website... Well, we've got six other departments that also all want landing pages. I'm afraid we've got, you know, three weeks. And all of a sudden you start tripping over things or running them without a landing page. So you're not making the best of things. So I think it's made it, marketing now is a much bigger um, scheduling activity that you've got to put in place. It used to be, yes, we can do that tomorrow. And now it really isn't. 
Now you really do need to think, God, I really have got to do a lead time here of maybe at least six weeks to make sure you're going to get all the right things. You also, have, we've all got these wonderful CRMs, which are all tremendous, um, but actually we don't want to overuse the overuse people's names. So it's another thing, you can't just all of a sudden I send an email out to 60,000 people and then you send it out again to exactly the same 60,000 people tomorrow. That doesn't work either. So there's got to be a lot and lot of scheduling and that's only going to increase, I think. I think this ability to do things at the right time and in the right order is going to become an increasing skill. Mm, absolutely. I, I, I can definitely see that. As you say, it is that scheduling and there is very much that that insistence of we've got to do this now. We've got we've got to you know get things because you can do things very quickly theoretically. Again, you you almost feel that you should do them quickly, and but again, it doesn't take into account other teams, other people's time, and and again, as you said, there's there so many options. I think marketing has become more pervasive. It's gone into more areas of the business, and all of a sudden, you know, this lifetime customer value and and customer centricity and everything, it can effectively take over the entire company. Which you think, well, great, um, in 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 a way that we're now. We're, we're actually um, controlling so much of the customer journey and it's going throughout all the thinking of everything everywhere, but it just means there's a lot more to do as well, of course. And, and you've got that issue of how to schedule, resource, um, work with others to make sure you don't get too much friction coming off again, as you say, like scheduling, whatever it might be, or if you're a large company as well, you as one marketing team and multiple marketing teams with the same audience or similar yep. audiences and carving out your niche. It's, it's almost like, yeah, the complexity is probably increasing if anything isn't it and the technology is allowing us to do these things so we have to really pick and choose what what we're going to do and, and have a clear again a clear understanding of a way of of pushing forward with that that's absolutely right and i think um we don't want to go backwards but it might be that I mean, i'm a big 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 fan of making everyone before you take a step forward write a marketing plan and i don't mean a 52 page document i mean one single page marketing plan saying who's it for what's it going to say and what do we think it's going to achieve and what tactics we're going to do to get there okay off we go with a bit of schedule and just spending the time doing that can give you a breath of fresh air to say Actually, now I've done that, I've sat and written this down, maybe I don't need to do this. Or maybe, yes, I do, but I've got another plan that I thought I wanted to do, I can just swap them round. And it, just write it down and make sure that everyone else has shared it as well. So share your marketing plans with the sales team and probably, most importantly, with the operations team. Because if you're about to run a marketing campaign for your your, your bright pink widgets which are brand new just come in and they're handbags we've just I keep forgetting that we run the handbag, handbag business as well yeah. um, so I've just run the whole campaign for our brand new for Christmas uh, red Santa handbags very popular they've got you know white trim on them fur um, and I'm doing a whole campaign to make them very very popular with particularly with millennials the whole thing I'm targeting them they're very popular and it's I've done lots of market research on this not that I've told anyone about this obviously but every I believe they really are very very keen for this they're unique it's going I've got them exactly the right size everything about it is right but I haven't actually spoken to the warehouse at all about this campaign which is going live tomorrow and the orders are going to start flooding in online from tomorrow because I've done a one-off offer that if you get your order in in the next six days you get 50% off I haven't spoken to customer service about that. And customer service have three people on holiday. Yes. 
And all of a sudden, what you thought was a great idea may well fail because nobody can get through on the phone. Yeah, exactly. And you've made just that critical error, haven't you? Just not thinking the whole thing through and, and, and thinking beyond your existing team and, and your own your yep. own uh, operations as well to the operations team, you know, and, that, and that's so important. I need to mention the fact that you, we managed to get this entire way through without talking about the handbags well, there before we go. now. And and that's been our go-to example, hasn't it? Yeah. The Cotswold handbags the whole way through, which is, is so important. But I mean, like you say, I mean, I, yeah, that example is, is just so critical in the terms of, again, just, it seems like a straightforward thing, but it's so easy to get lost, you know, particularly these days as a marketer, isn't it? In all of the detail and then go, oh shit, I didn't say anything to these guys about this actually happening. And, and therefore that key component is not going to, is not going to work. So it's all been almost for nothing. All we have to delay the whole thing four weeks, five weeks yeah. before we can start again. But That's exactly right. And Christmas is one of the, one of these things that will not move. No, no. Even if you ask it nicely. No, it's, I've always had it. It's just incredibly unhel- unhelpful. Those <laughs> elves, for goodness sake. I know, they're just work shy, aren't they? Really? <laughs> elves are, but gosh, I don't know. We, we seem to have sort of explored almost all the themes, do you think, of, of things that we've, we've gone into. But the thing I would say is what's interesting, again, reflecting back, and it all comes out as you think about it, doesn't it? But the if anyone was listening back to the last hundred episodes, there's probably we've said there's things that we say regularly. Yeah. But it is those things. Again, something I was thinking about on the way over here was about sort of incremental change and and the fact that, you know, so often in life we sort of think, well, we want to do one big thing like, you know, I'm going to be, I was talking about being organised, like I'm going to sort out all my paperwork and I'm going to sort out all my paperwork this Saturday. No, no, oh, no, I'm busy now. So, no, I'll do it next Tuesday. And then you put it back and back and back and you expect this one day when you sort out your paperwork to be the day that everything will then transform. Yeah, and the um, world will be completely different. You'll never be late for anything ever again. Yeah, you will be organised and yeah. you will have everything wonderfully done. But actually, it's the incremental changes. It's the things that you need. You need repetitive, habitual change. And and sometimes there are things that, you know, perhaps we talk about where you need to come back to. And you, lots of things you need to remind yourself, like, you know, as you say, when you start out your marketing plan, have I budgeted this in, in the correct way? Have I spoken to finance? Yep. Do they understand what we're looking at? Have I spoken to operations and we're doing this? Um, am I checking with my team enough? Are we managing communication? It's all those things which, you know, if you were to listen to this, hopefully on a regular basis, then you would come back and go, yes, good point, yeah. good point. And you're just checking in. Because if you don't do that, it, it's it's unlikely if you just listen to one all-encompassing episode, then you'd go, right, well. I've got it all Easy. done now. Uh, it's just going to happen. It's you yourself have to be to be a, I say a better marketer or, or an ever, ever uh, uh, improving marketer because we're all learning all the time. Is is to try and do things on a regular basis, I guess. Isn't and it? I think the reason we do quite often repeat things. So you will probably hear kind of whist. I mean, cuckoo, loud noises occasionally all the way through, but. We repeat things because they matter, because we've experienced, and it comes. this all comes from our experience, really, we've experienced how much they matter. And what we're trying to do is help you understand, without having to be as old as we are, um, if you're one of the younger people, one of our younger listeners, that actually these things, you really do need to concentrate on these things, that these things that we keep going on about, like budget, communication, audience, really need to come at the top. Yeah, yeah, and they're not—they're not just going to fix themselves, are they? This is the thing; these things will come up, 
um, perhaps in slightly different guises as things develop as well. But they're always going to come back. It's always going to come back to these things, which are the yep. the typical, you know, day to day issues of the marketer, you know, or or someone doing marketing. These are the things that will come up. And there's there's lots of others. We say lots of other areas and technical understandings. And you know, even I mean, God, I haven't talked about the AI stuff yet. I keep getting these things on Facebook saying, "Hey, I can do. We've got AI copy created here," and I, I'm. I'm skeptical to put it put it put it mildly. mildly. Um, we'll we'll park that for the time being because that's another that's another episode, um, and I need to do some background research. I think on it on more of it. But anyway, th- th- there's all this stuff going on, all this noise, and and it's it, a lot of it is. And I would hope, you know, after 100 episodes, as you say it's it's repeating the things that hopefully matter and um, are important to keep in in mind, and and hopefully that's that's useful um, and interesting as well to to consider. So yes. But it's been, this is, well, I can't believe we made it to 100. I think we might make it to 200. You never know. Well, this is the thing I was going to say. I was going to sort of end on a beginning, really, and say, well, what, what, uh, we, we've got plans for, for the future. I think one of the things would be, as we've spoken so much about the generational thing, why don't we get somebody in who's, you know, uh, apprentice and someone who's been doing marketing? It's going, maybe they're approaching retirement and they're sort of saying, right, I'm now checking out. Someone else is checking in the space between you know what 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 is it that they they uh, can learn from each other for example would be interesting and talking about mentoring and stuff like that i suppose and uh, ai there's another one we've got another yep. one there so i think we've got plenty more to to talk about haven't we absolutely say? i can't think we're going to stop chatting really i mean it would be anathema no, exactly. And and why not, you know, when we are chatting, sort of record it and then share it with the, exactly, with the with, world. With the world. <laughs> See what they think. But, but I mean, that's the thing, I suppose, as well. It'd be good, good to sort of get more, um, you know, feedback from people mm. about what they think as well. And, yep. you know, we might do some more polls and things like that and understand, yeah, well, do, yeah do, when do you come across these issues? Do you have examples? What's a question you'd want to ask? That would be really good, wouldn't it? For, have you got solutions that you found through your career that, you know, this went wrong and I did this and it worked terrifically? All those things. It's really helpful to, I mean, I think, one of the main reasons we do this is to share mm. it's all about sharing we talk about communication a lot and it's about sharing skills and experiences and how to get things better exactly exactly I think that's that's, that's exactly what we want to do so on that note I think we probably need to wrap up because we've gone on for a good long time it's amazing that's another thing I would say whenever we record these the meander just like going down a riverbank you just just melts away the time does uh, for us it seems anyway just to sort of uh, goes into the ether but uh, anyway hope, hope everyone's enjoyed that and uh, it's been great to be here in the studio recording this this 100th episode to say with, with, with Story94 who've done a, a fantastic job for yeah. us and uh, very much enjoyed being face to face yeah interacting is great so thank you everyone if you, if you have any feedback or anything well, you can find us obviously on Marketing Meanders just google us and you find us on Twitter and Facebook and various places and we're also meanderspod at gmail.com aren't we for our email address if you want to email us but thank you very much Sally I've enjoyed yeah, that that was tremendous thank you very much Here's the for next the last hundred yeah centenary centenary edition so it's good thank you very much 